Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. So it's just me today, um, no guests, no, sorry. Um, there'll be games, movies and TV if that's something that's been happening in this uh, in this last week. And uh, there'll be stuff from the last week. Who knows what it might be. Could be interesting, you never know. Uh, if you're checking us out on YouTube, uh, that's cool. Thank you for that. Um, just uh, just subscribe while you're there. That helps the channel out and uh, makes you a good person. So, you know. So here we go. This is CookieCast, the Darkest Timeline podcast. Righty, tighty, lefty, loosey. Oh, it is uh, ten past ten. Monday night, so at least we're on the right day. At least this is not the time I would want to be doing a podcast. Um, it is hot as balls, and I just shut the window. Um, and the reason for that is I don't want to disturb the daughter who is quote unquote sleeping in the garden. Uh, I was just about to try and tell you what temperature it is. Allegedly 17 degrees. Oh, and apparently it's going to rain. Hmm, interesting. Oh. Uh, make sleeping outside interesting. Um, hello. Hi, my name is Baymax, your personal healthcare assistant. So I watched that with the baby. Um, seemed to enjoy it, which uh, which is good. Um, we finished Wally. Which is one of those things. I was going about, oh, I haven't watched any films. And then I'm like, I watched loads of stuff with the baby. Now and then, anyway. Mm. Absolutely drinking a coffee. Still ten past ten at night. Um. <sighs> Feels like a, a deep breath kind of time. Um, some things on my list might explain that deep sigh, some might say. Let's call it a sigh. Um, so you know how we like to talk about um, the prophet that is uh, William of Burlington. Uh, Uncle Billy, or as you guys know him, Bill Burr. I listened to... I think it was a Bill Burt podcast uh, a little while ago, and it tied into a Bill Burr podcast um, where Bill was sort of saying that he has discovered the secret to life. Um, and that secret is, is that um, men 
um, fathers, uh, husbands, um, all variety of man, male, um, don't matter. Um, and I was a bit like, oof, I don't know, I don't know about this. And I was like, you know, think about when you when your family contacts you. How's the wife? How's the kids? And that's where the sort of the conversation ends. The the line of questioning ends. And I was like, yeah, it's always like, how's how's the other person doing? And you know. How are, the, how are the children doing and what are they up to and you know all that there's never another question is that there's never uh, you know, how are you doing what are you up to um and I mean he, he sort of goes on there's a lot about uh, as a father as long as you don't expect to be you expect anyone to care um as a husband um or a partner, or, or or that sort of side of things. As long as you don't expect um, the other side to care, um, and I'm sure at this point in time you are feeling like I was feeling. Well, this is incredibly depressing. I don't believe that this is true. I don't believe in this theory. I don't agree. It's all nonsense. And it's very sad. However, and here's here's the the twist. He's right, but in a lot of ways, that knowledge, the the knowledge that what he has said is one hundred percent true, is quite freeing. And that's the, that's the angle that he's taken, that's the direction he's come from towards it. You know, you know, don't expect people to care about what you, you know, you as a person, what you're up to, what you're doing, any of that. You know, chances are they won't even ask you about it. That's absolutely nailed on, that's bang on. And me being me, I'm, I immediately go to, and that's why the uh, the real pandemic in our country is the uh, horrifically high rate of of male suicides. Um, immediately go to, and you know there are these aspects. I was watching um, Ball Hog for the ninetieth time, and there's an aspect in that where it's. Um, there are only two acceptable answers to how are you doing? Um, fine and okay. And if you're not fine, if you're not doing okay, you say that you're doing fine because anything outside of that is a burden on the other person and nobody gives a shit. And again, incredibly depressing concept. Something that I've actually battled with, because people used to say to me, how are you doing? And I'd answer it, I'd tell them, oh, you know, I'm not doing, I'm not doing great, or, yeah, I'm alright, but, you know, there's this, or... And the realisation of hearing, you know, yes, admittedly, stand-up comedian saying it, trying to get a laugh. But it, it's funny because it's true, you know, the old statement, it's funny because it's true. So, that went down the wrong way. 
so listening to somebody say you know just bear in mind that people aren't going to care nobody's going to care your family and your loved ones aren't going to care initially started out as something that was like incredibly depressing but the realisation further along was that it was depressing because it's true but then this I suppose zen like sort of thing where when you accept it when you uh, you know you're like yeah actually that is true yeah you, you, you're true that's true you are correct you accept that it's like you can move on and, and and this is not me this is not a realization of mine he's you know bill versus this this is you know and it's only me realizing that what he was saying was correct that has, has sort of allowed the same breakthrough in some ways like you know i'm always waiting for someone to care waiting for someone to ask me how I'm doing and genuinely mean it and all this and the realisation that that doesn't exist it's not real and it doesn't happen it's like ah, oh, I can kind of move on I can kind of go about my day you know like waiting for something that's never going to come then it's kind of kind of freeing and there's been all of these various things recently where I've been like, uh, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send this person a message. So, eh, if if it was the other way around, would they send me a message? Probably not. So I'm not gonna bother, which has saved me the time and the effort, and allowed me to move on to doing something else. It's like it's like adding a level of productivity to your life, and you know chasing people for things you know are we going to do this are we going to do that are we going to do the other just not and yeah it's made for a lot less interaction um, with other people but weirdly my life feels fuller it feels now like I don't have the time. Ultimately, there was this big sort of, there was this big vortex of time where I was spending my time going, I haven't got the time. I haven't got the time. I have not got the time. While sitting for X number of hours a day playing computer games, sitting on my phone, sitting at the computer, a lot of sitting involved. Now, I'm recording a podcast at 20 past 10 at night. I need to go to bed in 1 hour and 40 minutes. And I've still got shit to do. You know, at this point in time, I have to sort of resign myself to... I am probably not going to be playing computer games today. Them's the breaks, kids. you got to sacrifice these things. And for the pursuit of greatness... So, I'm sure there's a point where you've you've listened to this and gone, this is incredibly depressing, or it's not true, or it's not correct, or how melancholy 
or any of that but the weirdest thing to come out of it is my life feels fuller there are there are people that i would have chased to the ends of the earth for things oh I'll just send someone to a message you know just see how they're doing don't bother now and now don't have the time i oh yeah i completely forgot that I was going to send that person a message. That sort of thing. Which again, I'm sure that sounds quite bad. But ultimately, not having the time for things has been two different things. Not having the time whilst simultaneously knowing absolutely do have the time but don't have the inclination while switching to I actually don't have the time is a big difference and it's made a big difference um, just on on outlook so yeah it's uh, interesting um, we need to talk about the heat there have been a couple of people in my life who have spoken about summer um, and how nice it is and I'm like I spent a long time and I mean a long long time hating every single minute of summer from a very young age to a very old age I hated every minute and then I reached an age where I had sort of the joys of summer highlighted to me and it's like hey, you know you've probably got a point there you know that kind of thing so for a while for a, a fair while I did have that yeah you know someone's got some nice aspects you can go to the beach and you can you know water fights with the kids and you know you can put a pair of shorts on and you can just wear a t-shirt and um you know i have like like everybody i have summer mode and autumn mode and winter mode and stuff like that so you know having actual summer mode and shorts and wearing uh wearing some sliders right now got my socks off immediately um I, you know, I had it highlighted to me, the joys of summer. However, I think there's that part of me, there's the, like, the, the core, the chewy centre that just hates summer. And it's always been, it's always come down to the same thing. Let's do summer versus winter. Here we go. In summer, no, no, let's do it the other way around. In winter, if you are cold, put a jumper on. If you are still cold, put another jumper on. Let's face it, after a while of putting jumpers on, you're going to get to a point where you're warm. Put another pair of socks on. Make sure you've got a pair of slippers on couple of jumpers nobody's gonna frown at a couple of jumpers 
layers put a few layers on if in summer you are warm you can do nothing about it and there ladies and gentlemen lies the problem we've had some hot as freaking balls days and those days admittedly have been wrapped in cold days either side so not only cold but not warm so those were kind of bearable 31 degrees 32 degrees but it's 20 the day before and it's 21 the day after perfect however we have now re reached what some might consider to be the apex of summer where it's hot as balls every day you can't sleep because it's too warm you can't do anything because it's too warm it's too warm because it's too warm constant I honestly believed that today was the day I was going to leave the laptop and then I just couldn't do it so you drink a gallon of water and at the end of the day you go Oh, I feel so dehydrated. And there are these people that were like, some are so nice because uh, I feel cold all the time. Okay, well, you know, admittedly that must suck. There are certain points in winter where I reach a fuck I'm cold. There's like, you know, a couple of days. The rest of the time I'm pretty sure I can survive. Like this year I'm actually looking forward to it because I got a jumper for my birthday. And it's a jumper that I really wanted. And I'm like, any day now. So it has been hot and it's been horrible. Unbearable heat. And I just just can't get my head round the concept of people that enjoy the, it, it, you know it being too hot that's what it is ultimately it's too hot it's just horrible I had a, a thing pop up on Facebook reminded me it's actually 10 years uh, since I went to Vegas and that was like yeah it was 40 degrees but it was nice 40 degrees there was something about the temperature there that it was like yeah I can deal with this all day you want a 40 degrees turn it up baby keep turning it up I'm fine it's just here it's unbearable I love it I love a sunny day as long as there's a nice breeze outside of that keep it honestly keep it I just want to be able to you know get a decent night's sleep and not get out of the shower sweating that is a very strange concept I don't know what you're thinking maybe you should lose some weight you fat fuck and you'd be right but hey, um, 
possibly a weird thing to talk about um, but it's come up in the last week and I, I, I wrote it down and there must be a reason why I wrote it down so we're going to talk about it whether you like it or not so a post that said that they're going to film John Wick 4 and John Wick 5 back to back and my response to that was alright I kind of wish they hadn't have done 2 and 3 I loved John Wick I really enjoyed that film it was great Anybody that knows me knows I love a revenge story. Love it. And I felt that that film had been done in an amazing way. And it, it, was, it was top notch. The second one I did not enjoy the first time I saw it. But that, that to me straight away says a lot. You know, when you watch it again and you go, oh, actually, it wasn't that bad. Is that is that what we're aiming for with our movies? Or oh, it wasn't as bad as the first time I saw it? I don't know. The third one, I felt, was an improvement on the second. However, I felt that the fight scene were really slowed down and it was re it was really noticeable and it's things like when there was one of the guys from the raid was in it I was like oh yeah now we're talking he's in it it's gonna be a fight cool and that's what happened he was in it there was a fight and it wasn't cool it was slow it was clumsy it to me just demonstrated uh, Keanu's age and I wouldn't especially class him as old but I don't think he is he's likewise considered a spring chicken and it just felt like very much of a situation where they'd gone oh you know for whatever reason something can't keep up whether that's Keanu I'm not saying that it is I'm just saying there's a possibility that that might have been it. Oh well, just just slow it down, just take it down a notch, take it down one step. But what they should have been doing was taking it down a step to build it back up. And I can only presume that they couldn't achieve that. So ultimately, have just gone. People won't notice. They're just watching, you know, the the flashy moves. They're not noticing how slow it is that and the scraping glass thing I'm sure I reviewed John Wick 3 and I'm sure at the time I said that this scraping glass thing was used way too much the other issue I had with that film was he spent like 5 minutes building that gun in that shop to fire one bullet I mean I said that to Leanne she was like it just shows his versatility like an extra couple of bullets in the gun take it with you put a bit of effort into making it whatever so all I can sort of see and think when it's announced oh, 4 and 5 back to back going to film them back to back I'm like I don't 
think that sounds like a good idea. I just, to me, that sounds like a bad thing. You know, when you're being told something, it's like, no, I, I, I have the opposite reaction to the way you think I should feel. Um, so, yeah. That's my feeling on the announcement of John Wick 4 and 5 being filmed back to back. Deal with it. Um, went out today, went for a day, a day out. And by a day out, I mean we went at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon and we were home by half 4. That might be exaggerated. That might not be exaggerated. Is that really the case? Interesting. Um, went to the Yorkshire Museum of Farming. I believe it's called. It's got another name. It's like Merton something or other. Um, few things. Not actually a bad day, not actually a bad afternoon out. Um, perfectly acceptable, enjoyable for all the family. The middle daughter loves a tractor, and they had tractors. Uh, my eldest, do you know something? I have certain opinions. This is not the platform to share them. I assure you that much. Um, but. I get this real sense of achievement when I listen to my eldest talking about women's roles in history. I really enjoy the passion that my eldest daughter, and I imagine my other daughters will grow to have this passion for women in history. You know, we're talking about. Um, like in the you know, Second World War, First World War, I'm sure. Um, you know, men went off to fight the war, so women were left at home to do all the jobs. Um, speak of the devil. So they were left at home to do all the jobs, and I was like, you know, the 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 strange sorts of things around the people, the you know, the men that went off to war to fight, the you know. The, the oppressors and things like that they went off to fight with munitions that were made by women you know women worked in the munitions factories they made the munitions that were used to fight the Germans for the Second World War let's go with um, they farmed they produced the food that people were eating all that sort of stuff and I love the fact that, like I say, especially my eldest and you know what I presume my other daughters will grow into, that passion for women's roles in history. Love it. I love to hear um, her talking about it because you can, you know, that genuine, that genuine passion. Um. So you know, we were, we were reading about like, history. Um, you know, it's farming, so there's that, but there's more to it than that. Um, they had uh, 
uh, like a, a little village that was like supposed to be like the first sort of settlement when humans went from not living outside to living in you know actual constructed um, abodes uh, they had some animals they had um, a Roman village that had been constructed that was that was cool um, the claustrum was like a play like a barracks but it could have like 80 men in um, which gave you know they were small quarters lots of people which gave way to the word claustrophobic you know I learnt that today I was like that's cool we came out there the thing that I really enjoyed the sort of the most about the place was they had a full sort of construction of a Viking village, um, and I was saying I was like, somebody's had to build all of this, or people have had to build all of these. You know, they had the 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 mud for the the walls and stuff. Amazing craftsmanship. Um, somebody's obviously put it all together, uh, whether it's been done over time or what. Uh, we came out of that to another animal area and like a multitude of different like hens from what seemed to be all over the world and some of them were really interesting like strange ducks and um, interesting looking rabbits and things. Had a play area. I find play areas to be a little bit of a with you know with with the virus the pandemic all that I'm a bit wary of play areas um and yeah i want them to i want them to go and play and enjoy but i also don't want anybody to be catching anything and play areas are in that you enter at your own risk and there were rules and we abided by those rules and there was uh hand sanitizers uh, which were used extensively um there was loads of barns filled with tractors. Um, had a gift shop, had a cafe, stuff like that. Um, all in all, reasonably priced, uh, reasonable day out. Uh, kind of glad that we just went for the afternoon because um, not somewhere you would easily be able to do for a day. I don't think very much. A, just go for the afternoon and go for the morning. Some observations, however, um, took the pushchair and um, the, the baby is walking, which is super cool, uh, but as at, at that stage where com reasonably comfortably walking, but also falls down. Um, so you know, took the pushchair. My word, that place was not built for a pushchair. So there's that aspect made made for difficult uh, difficult terrain negotiation with a pushchair. Something else, and this is this is the weirdest part of it. Where it's situated. I have been aware of its existence for a long time and I've never been because ultimately if somebody says to you let's go to a farming museum it's like I'm probably good thanks 
more research, a bit more looking into it. It's like, oh, actually, I, I, it, doesn't, it sounds quite good. Coming on a slip road uh, home, uh, I was under the impression that you could see it because there was, you know, if you look down into a field off to the left, there's all this farming equipment just lined up. And I was like, oh, that must be the Museum of Farming, and that must be various different farming equipment that's been through the years, through the ages. Um, in actual fact, that's not true. So, it just raised all these questions. <laughs> it's like, so that thing that you can see from the slip road isn't the Museum of Farming yet has all of this farming equipment in a field that's clearly like farming equipment through the ages what the hell is going on there the thing was we could see that field from part of the farming museum so it just became even more of a weird thing it's like well, it's not like it's close it's not like we've missed a bit it's a fair way off from here so it's not part of this so what is that it's now this like weird mystery thing. Um, all in all, reason reasonable day out, um, enjoyable. Glad we went. Glad we did it. Uh, the ticket is available for three hundred and sixty-five days from purchase, so definitely going to be going back. So you know, there's that. I'm really into these places that offer the the, the year tickets. Um, I, I think I just think it's a really good business model. Um, I really do um, so big thumbs up on that one um, so yeah Pet Love Pet 8 this week's Pet Love um, it's a new thing for me uh, as I mentioned previously I'm wearing some sliders right now and I also mentioned that I took my socks off as, as immediately as soon as I could took my socks off that's my new favourite thing, not wearing socks. Really into it. And I've never, never been into it. Like, you know, I, 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 I remember living in a house that had a concrete floor in the kitchen and bathroom. That was fun in the winter, I'll tell you. But it's like going from the bedroom to the bathroom but in your dressing gown because you were off to get in the shower to get ready to go to work probably gonna, wasn't going to put anything other than the dressing gown on so you know, no socks, no shoes sort of thing but I'm more of a slippers kind of man I'm a slipper man and you know, often that involves wearing socks but with the addition of the slider socks is not a thing and I've been really getting into not wearing socks. Um, I've actually been going out of my way to not wear socks. It's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's enjoyable. So that's this week's pet love. This week's pet hate is something that I've, I've touched on previously. And that is paying for something that's not good. Um, it's one of those times, you know, you often go in these ups and downs, peaks, peaks and troughs, strikes and gutters. You often have up and down times, 
um, money wise so there are times when you know you have to pay out for a lot more um, there are times you have to pay out for less you know uh, we all enjoy those months where you don't have to pay for council tax um, but then there's like you know you start you, you hit September and you're basically saving up for the C word and I don't mean the C nut um, just seems at the moment that it's in one of the sort of the troughs money wise um, doesn't seem to be an abundance of money in the house um, a lot of trying to cut corners cut corners sounds bad tighten the shoestring tighten the belt tighten the belt that might sound better it's just um, more outgoing than incoming um, I've said for many years there's an optimal number of children to have financially and that is not the number of children I have um, so yeah money is a little tight currently and I say currently because I believe that some magical fairy is going to appear one day and go here's some money whilst knowing that nobody's situation in the house is going to change so yeah um, because of that money that's spent has to be spent sparingly I guess and the other thing would be money that's spent especially money that's a treat has to be spent in a particular way you know, you really have to think about it, you can't be frivolous, so on and so forth. It's, you know, as you'd expect. The other day, um, I had received bad news, uh, which subsequently caused issues um, in the house. I decided to resolve this by leaving the house. Uh, me and the baby went to... Monk's Cross, uh, we had to pick up a, an order from Next. I mean, it doesn't hurt that Next is connected to a Nero's. So I was like, I was in a foul mood, not had the best of days at that point in time, and was like, fuck it, we're getting a coffee. Treat myself. Ultimately, it's that. When you have to decide whether you can afford to spend three quid, three fifty, whatever the hell it is. Um, so, just fuck it, I'm getting a coffee. Went in, wore the mask, stood in the queue, um, waited my turn, all of that. Right, can I have my usual coffee order? Because I thought about getting a cold one, but I'm often like, if I'm stood in the Nero's, because it's so infrequent now I'm like I can have to get a coffee so I got my coffee got the baby a baby chino let her drink a baby chino and what that actually means is pour the entire contents of a baby chino down the front of her whilst making it look like she's drinking it Um, so she drank her baby Gino by chucking it down her. I'm like, right, here we go. 
I'm, uh, I've been waiting for this. This guy, come on, come to me. Come to me, you beauty, come here. And a sip, I'm like, that's not the best. It's not the best cup of coffee I've ever had. By a long way. And it's like, oh, piss off. Just that, that situation, that scenario, that. We've had to really make the decision to actually pay the money for something that you, you know, it's, it's a treat. And then it's not great. And you're like, oh, just piss off. That was the situation. So this week's pet hate is paying for something that is not very good. Um, only a couple, only a couple of pieces of entertainment this week. Uh, like I say, I was like, oh, I haven't watched a movie, but in actual fact, I've watched Wally. Um, started watching Big Hero, Big Hero Six, and before Wally, me and the baby watched Cars. Um, my eldest wants to watch Incredible. Oh, we, uh, me and every, we all watched The Incredibles a little while ago. I reviewed it though, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, I always wants to watch Incredibles 2, which I believe is going to happen at some point this week. When? I do not know. Haven't watched anything outside of a load of Disney. Uh, but I did watch some stand-up comedy. I remember doing a review of... I watched a load of Jim Jeffries stand-up, like, back-to-back, -back, and I just reviewed him as a comedian really rather than like individual ones uh, I've watched his latest one which is called Intolerant it is on Netflix um, at the time of reviewing the Jim Jeffries thing I said that I didn't know an awful lot about it but what I was aware of that there was some sort of controversy around him as a person I meant to look it up and never did so I will refer back to don't ever quote me on this but I believe there was something about him doing some kind of talk show interview type thing and editing the show is edited in such a way to paint people in a bad light I believe don't quote me however as a stand up comedian I find him to be quite enjoyable um, not a favourite um, but not I find it enjoyable this one in particular I found to be quite enjoyable because I it was very cleverly done it was basically him telling one story from the start to the end that was it one story but every part of the story led to him going off and telling you something else and he'd tell you something else for like five or ten minutes and then would just bring it back to the main story instantaneously it was very cleverly done I found it very enjoyable for that reason the other reason was it was a subject matter that I know well um, I'm not going to reveal what that is. 
I would encourage you to watch it if it's your kind of comedy. Um, I would just say what he was talking about, I know well. A lot of it I know well. Um, really enjoyed it. Really, I really, I really did enjoy it. Um, you know, when you watch stand-up comedy on your own, I don't often laugh when I'm watching on my own. I know it's really good if I actually do laugh out loud. Um, and it was it was one of those that I didn't laugh, but I did smile. So I presume if I'd have watched it with somebody else, I'd have probably been laughing quite a lot. Really enjoyable. I really encourage if anybody is into that sort of comedy, uh, him as a person or any of that, to absolutely check that out. That's Jim Jeffries Intolerant. Um, also, there was a clever wordplay thing. Clever use of words quite early on that I thought was very good. Um, as far as computer games are concerned, we are very much into the... It's just Ghost of Tsushima. That's all I'm playing. Uh, even can't even tell you I've played any VR. That's not true. I have, but the only thing I've played is Sekiro, is that it? I feel like it's not called that. The Cyber Ninja game, let's call it that, on the VR. Uh, I haven't played anything else other than the boxing, and the boxing's been doing my head in because I believe that the other person cheats. Goes to Susima. Um, I am getting to the back end of the second area, second of three. It's feeling a little like, in some ways it's starting to feel a little bit like it did when I was playing um, Days Gone. You really want people to put a lot into games, a lot of time, a lot of effort and a lot of content. Um, I know that I heard an early review of the game saying that it was the person that was playing it was into 50 plus hours um, and I'm like I can I can easily see that that's a thing um, I would have considered I've probably put 50 something hours into it already As a game, it is very much in the realms of I'm doing absolutely everything, or at least trying to. Um, I try and do all available side missions, all collectibles, everything before doing any main missions. That is the way I am operating currently. Um, something that I've I had a conversation with Luke the other day, and I was saying that I find absolutely infuriating is this thing where you click on on the map you say go i want to go to this undiscovered location and it could be quite a way away and you travel and you travel and you travel and you you know you have fights on the way and you discover things on the way and you pick stuff up on the way and you do a variety of things on the way and then you get there and it's a fucking fox den um I find the fox dens to be the lowest down the totem pole of actually useful uh, especially this far into the game all it says is that I'm getting like I'm powering up charms I don't even know what that means that's how 
pointless an exercise fox dens are. Um, a review I'd heard about this game said that after you played it for so long it does become a little bit repetitive but their response to that was which game doesn't. I agree on both counts. At this point in time there is a little bit of repetitive of nature but then name a game that doesn't have that. Um, it's super fun, it's super enjoyable story's really good, the character interaction's really good um, but I've been playing it a while now um, I don't want it to end, you know, I'm not like, oh, wish it was an end it's kind of, you know, I'm kind of saying, everything I'm saying is kind of contradicting everything else I'm saying super enjoyable, lots of fun have been playing it for a while um, don't want it to end because I'm enjoying playing it um, I do feel I feel like the game front loads the upgrades I am bordering on having absolutely everything upgraded um, and by that I mean the um, like stuff you get XP for like those kind of upgrades rather than like armour and stuff because I just haven't bothered upgrading a lot of the costumes. I just don't see the point to it. It's like, oh, am I going to upgrade the thing that helps you be a better archer? When I don't feel that that's a necessary thing. Because I can fire a bow and arrow in the game. Um, there are a couple that I do consider that I might upgrade further into it. I got a thing last night and it's like, oh, this mystical armour and this demon armour and all this that and the other. And I'm like, it's not armour, it's a top and trousers. Where's the armour involved? And then when it when you got it, it was like, oh, it does this thing that's pretty lame and it does that thing that's pretty lame. It's like, cool, I now have to spend ten minutes going back to my previous armour and putting the right hat on. Things like that. Um... I don't like in games where they give you stuff that's not as good as what you already have. Once I unlocked all of the spaces to put charms in, I've not changed the charms that I've put in them. I think I've got in the region of a hundred. So, you know, it's that. Why give me something that is, that is of no use to the game? It's like, it's like up, some upgrades that you get, it's like, cool, that sounds like something I'm never going to use. Um, like a lot of my reviews, this is sounding super negative. I really enjoy it, it's really fun, so many good aspects to it. But, with a game that you do play for a long time, it's just it just compounds the amount of time that you have to see the cracks, I guess. Like I say, I think I'm getting to the end of the second section. Now, I thought that three times with the first section. I had to go back to the first section three times to quote-unquote finish it. Um, like at various points, it just unlocks more stuff even when you've left that area. It's still unlocking things. I imagine that's going to happen with the second area because uh, I am now down to literally main missions. Um, presume that I'll unlock the third area and I presume the third area will be very similar so I will continue with that 
there's a part of me that would kind of like to eke this out until uh, the beginning of September because Tony Hawk's 1-2 remaster comes out and the Avengers game but there's an Avengers beta I believe next weekend so I'll probably download that and play that for the weekend um, I think the reason that I kind of like the, to, to drag this out is because I just don't really feel like playing anything else I'm sure ultimately I would find something to play uh, I might replay The Last of Us Part 2 from where I left it last time sort of thing um, me and games are not on good terms me and the games industry and the games market are not on good terms and it's making me bitter I think so yeah that is largely that uh, I'm not going to tell you about working out and stuff uh, I am working out um, I do wonder why because I just don't feel like I'm seeing any results at all um, so I, I, I don't know what I don't know what I, I keep doing it but more recently I have started wondering why because I don't really see any results uh, I know ultimately that is purely down to everything outside of the working out but um, it's kind of one of those kind of is the way it is at the moment so so that's that so there we go that's it for this one uh, I'll let you guys go go and uh, go and enjoy the rest of your evening or morning or whatever it is whatever time of day you're listening to this uh, cheers for joining me and I'll speak to you later So there you go, what do you think to that? Another one done, and another week gone. Poof, where does it go? Uh, I tell you. YouTube watchers, do make sure you're subscribing. Uh, it's a big help to us. It's a little click of a button to you. So, you know, small amount of work, in it. Everybody jump over to thecookiecast.com. Check us out over there. There's social media links, and uh, there's also an email button where you can email us, tell us your, your deepest, darkest thoughts, and then we'll read them out on the internet. Wait, no, that's not it, is it? Something like that. Anyway, send us an email. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'll say bye, and I'll see you then. Uh, bye bye <laughs>